Hello and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. I haven't done it in a while. Um, the last one I did was with Carmen in October, in November, December, like four months ago, four-ish months ago. It's a long time, uh, but I'm back. Life has been busy. Work has been busy, but I'm back. Uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by, as always, the Ford PT. Room, room. The Ford is a fully equipped mobile gym that provides customized personal training to clients according to their individual needs and fitness goals. Room. I'll tell you more about where I am uh, in a bit. Let me finish this. Uh, if you're looking for, if you're looking to get fit, um. This is a good way to start. Mention that you're a listener of the podcast, hashtag Mosi Yoga Podcast, uh, to get your personal training session with the Ford for free. Uh, one the first the first session for free. Check out their Instagram at the Ford PT for more information, or just drop them a DM on Instagram to find out more about whatever inquiries that you want to find out about. Um, Bronson is always happy to reply anything that you have questions about. He's also been on the podcast uh, in one of the episodes. You can check it out as well. Um, second sponsor is uh, Plastic Free, a Singapore-based online store that offers affordable, eco-friendly products from reusable cups, metal straws, and other sustainable items that you could use in your daily lives to help keep the use of plastic to a minimum. Ooh. Join the movement, and together we can make the world a greener place. One cup, one straw. Whoa! One bag at a time. Use the promo code Mostly Yoga for ten percent off any purchases above thirty dollars. Visit their store at www.plasticfree.co or check out their Instagram, Plastic Free. Same name, Plastic with a K. All the links will be in the, the description thing below in the show notes of the podcast. Thank you very much. All right, personal updates first, I guess. Um, I've been gone for a while, busy. Uh, don't really want to elaborate much about it, but I'm back on it. Try my best to churn out as much episodes as I can. I'm sitting in my room now. I'm 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 not in Singapore. I'm I'm in Thailand. I'm in uh, lovely Chiang Mai. I'm gonna be here for a couple of months just to chill. Uh. Yeah, so I brought all my equipment. I brought all my recording stuff. I'm gonna do some recordings here. I'm gonna talk to some people here, and I'm gonna edit the 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 recordings that I've done back in Singapore before I left. So a lot of content will be out in the next few weeks, hopefully. So yeah, um, my room is by the road. You're gonna hear a lot of cars, a lot of like motorcycles driving by. They zing and I do like super loud sometimes, and it's. It's like ten thirty at night now, but because it's so late at night, if one car goes by, it's like super loud. So I haven't really found the right time to like when is the right time that has the least amount of traffic. So yeah, yeah, just bear with me. I guess you're gonna hear a bit of you know car sounds. Small thing, small thing. I believe. Um, uh, this let's talk about this podcast. So this podcast is uh, my guest. For this podcast is none other than the lovely Gail Nerva. She's my good friend and colleague at Yoga Movement. And oh, uh, this so this episode was recorded at Robert's house uh, when I was cat sitting for him 
over Christmas last year. So you see how long this was recorded. Uh, uh, Robert is from episode 8 of the podcast. If you haven't already listened to that episode, give it a listen. Anyway, um, so, so we're at his place and I'm taking care of his cat. So the cat's name is Ginger. Along the way during the podcast, you're going to hear a lot about, you're going to hear a lot of Ginger, um, you know, just just meowing and distracting us and jumping around and trying to chew on our cables and stuff like that. So just something to be aware of. Um, yeah, so yeah, so we talk about yoga, uh, just like how everybody on this podcast talks about yoga. We talk about her journey with teaching it and practicing it, how she's evolved and how uh, what her experiences with yoga has been since she first started doing her TT, uh, her journey, her personal journey with fitness and from not being a very active person when she was younger to being the strong and confident woman that she is now. Very proud of her to, very proud to know her. Um, Gail is one of the sweetest people that I know and I think don't need any more introduction. So just listen to it and without further ado, here is Gail. Enjoy. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> girl. And Ginger's like, what is that? Mm. Hello. So, uh, we've been wanting to do this podcast for a while. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, if we finally managed to find a time to get together. So hey, I'm Merry Christmas Eve. Hey, how festive. It's Christmas Eve, 24th December. Yeah, yo. see Ginger already trying to Yeah, la, you see la. So excited. <laughs> Ginger. Ginger is Rob's cat. We should we should um mm. tell people. I'm Robert. Robert from episode uh, one of the episodes. Episode I can't remember five, which one. No, four, no, maybe like three. One of the episodes. He's away on Vipassana now, so I'm cat sitting for him. House so, and cat. House sitting. and cat sitting. Anyhow, invite people to Rob's yeah. house. Do you ask for permission? Never, oh, you see, then you anyhow yeah. cannot. You know, but like then, that. But he said like it's okay to have like like a friend over or whatnot, but don't throw any parties. So I was like, okay, okay. okay. But he knows you lost, so it's fine. Yeah, we're gonna tear up your house, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, uh, oh, yeah. let's talk about yoga. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, man. Mm. Um, how did you get, how did you find yoga? Or how did yoga find you? Mm. Wow, how did yoga find you? Mm. That's so nice, man. Like, mm, very romantic, huh? Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. I. How like the it? first, like the first time I said the first yoga class that I, I did, or what? Experience my or, first experience. Yeah. To be honest, I don't really remember like my very first yoga class. I do remember one of the first yoga classes that I did. It was at a large yoga studio. Uh, my friend was like, "Hey, you should try this yoga studio. Like, I go here every day." Mm. And um, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, sure." And she's like, "Yeah, there's like a free trial." I'm like, "Okay." This is how long ago? Like long. I was like maybe sixteen uh-huh. years old. 17 maybe 16 or 17 years old and then i went and it was a hot class in a very big everybody starts out in the hot is it bikram i don't know see i I really don't remember if it was bikram or not because i was so young right Uh. at the time that's like 15 years ago okay i mean you wouldn't even know but i don't even remember what the class was i just Uh. remember that i was gonna die Mm. in the class because i was underneath like the heating panel I was right smack dab in the center of the class 
and the uh, the yoga instructor was like really mean, saying I cannot like drink cannot water, leave, I cannot leave, Sounds I cannot, I cannot wipe my sweat. And then uh, I remember lying down on the floor. Maybe it was Bikram. Because they the normal vinyasa. Yeah, they were and those I ones, I don't know. I just remember like, what am I doing here? I'm never coming back for this class ever again. I'm gonna die. This is not right. Like, why do people want to do this? And then, then my friend was like, oh, how was the class? You like it? I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I like the class. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go back. So I, that was like my first experience, I think. Mm. And, and then, then um, and then fast forward maybe six years or seven years. And then... Um, so first experience? My first experience and then I didn't do yoga six anymore. Six years, nothing? Nothing. Okay. Because I was like, still just yeah, like, came out yeah. of, just came out of secondary school and... Don't know what's going on. What's I on? was not athletic. I did not like sports. I did not like exercise. Are you still friends with that friend? E- well, a cl- I'm not close, uh, not close not anymore. Close anymore. We're like, maybe Instagram friends. Drifted apart. I'm like, yeah. like all friends. Like, yeah, mm. okay. Uh, uh, then, yoga movement opened mm. and... Um, you know, it was Alicia because we're all in the music scene. So I was like, "Oh, Alicia! Oh, yeah. Alicia is opening a studio, and my friends are gonna, my friends are gonna teach." So I had a friend, uh, Sinia, who was teaching, and mm. she was like, "Hey, come and support, come mm-hmm. for my class." So I, that was when I started doing yoga. This was, was back yoga when movement. They had like one. Studio. Yeah, so this was in Carpenter Street. Wow! Oh, yeah, long so time ago. Yeah, Carpenter Street, and the classes were so cheap, mm. and and the studio was so cool. Back when there was like. Nothing good, like no, no, no yoga yeah. seen in Singapore. Yeah, okay. this is like probably what? What year was this? Early two thousand. Two thousand two, two thousand three, maybe. Hey, cat's going crazy. By the way, guys, just Very like excited. yeah, wants attention because like we're we're just ignoring him now and you just like close your cup. jumping around. Okay, yeah. So then you went to so I went for my friend's class and I remember oh, that your friend my friend's class. Singer, so. Uh no, she just wasn't a, a singer. Like uh, we we had we were working at at um, Universal Studios and then she was wanting to do something new so she started teaching yoga and I went for her class and remembered that I once I finished the class I solidified my hate for down dog <laughs> what class was this? it was probably like a basics or something like, like, a, like a, oh, okay. it was probably a basics class but because you know I super didn't like exercise like I don't do anything at that time I didn't do like any type of plank or whatever um, so it was like my first time being on my hands for such a long time mm. and I'm like rest in down dog mm. like, nope this is not a rest mm. my, no my, down dog is not yeah. a rest yeah my hands hurt, my wrists hurt. I'm like, why is this so tiring? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that was like my my second, rem- the second time that mm. I did class that I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm. Go on. And then, um, fast forward. So like yoga has always been not, not really consistent. Touch like, and go. Just very touch and go because I don't think I was really interested in moving my body very much. Mm. I was lazy. Mm. Um, so fast, fast forward some more and I, uh, began doing aerial arts, like aerial silks. Mm. So that was like the most that I started to like, okay, move my body because of the, the performing element of aerial mm-hmm. silks. Were you very flexible? I was, I was like a flexible kid. I think mm. just genetically I am mm. flexible naturally. So flexibility is easy for me but I'm not strong so that's how I started to injure myself because 
of hypermobility, I started to overuse my body. So I'll like go into like deep splits or mm. big back bends, and um, didn't really like take care of my body lah. So hurt my shoulder, hurt my hip. And then I started doing CrossFit, and then I hurt myself during mm. CrossFit also. So after like I I hurt myself and couldn't do very much, then I came back to yoga. Like some mm. something was telling me, okay, just just try it again. Yeah. And this is how many like months or years after the second time. Um, this was two thousand and seventeen. That's quite. That's like it's two years. Really recent, yeah. yeah. Two thousand and sixteen, two thousand seventeen. Two three. End of two thousand and sixteen. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Quite recent. Okay. Super recent. Yeah. Hmm. It was always just like, um yogic movements that i was familiar with like you know i would see the movements and it's oh, okay this is like really similar to what we do in like dance or gymnastics mm. so i'm like just copy here and there but i never really understood what the difference between like a a, a, da- a kinesthetics class and a yoga class was mm. so that's why i was like hey why don't i just sign up for a ytt and and like fully understand mm. what it is like get you know get taught by a teacher like, and fully understand what it is we're doing and why we're doing these things. What are all of these breathing exercises? What is meditation? How do we meditate? Like, why do we do this warrior pose? Why do we do this triangle pose? Like, what's the meaning of this? This And why is it different from just a regular exercise class? This is how long or how deep into your practice already? This was like, take- this was like me after taking, what, 10 classes in my life? What? Then I, okay. maybe less than 10. Yeah. Um, but you know, cause I, I know you don't really get a lot of information mm. from a one hour class, especially if, if the class is, you know, moving co- quickly and, and there's not a lot of in-depth information that you can get. And well, there's so many other true. people in the class. So like not, not, you don't really get a lot of attention mm. from the teacher. One hour for every class isn't a lot to learn much about anything even the class itself and that's interesting because like you like i think a lot of people who go into a tt go into it because they have intention to teach or yeah. because they've done the practice for a long time that they want to go a little bit deeper mm. but for you to go into it so early for a different agenda to to because you want to learn more that's yeah. why you dive right into it that's an interesting way to look at it so mm. yeah, okay go on um, yeah, so I signed up for the the TT. It was like a weekend teacher training part-time with or? yeah part time. I was I was um working on a television show at that time, mm. um, and we had weekends off, mm. and it's like okay, let's do something because I feel like my soul is dying, mm. <laughs> uh, doing the same thing every mm. day, and I just needed to move my body because I I hadn't been you know, due to all of the injuries. Mm. So I had been super like lazy, not doing anything and feeling really low. And I felt like I needed to do something. Mm. So I was introduced to Jessica Sinclair. Mm. I was Wonder. like, oh, this, yeah, this chick is damn cool, man. She's really cool. Yogi. Mm. And to meet her and I was like, oh my God, I'm so super digging her vibe. Mm-hmm. Really want to like get to know this, this chick. Mm. And, um, and I went to this space. I'm like, oh my God, this space is so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this feels right. And um This kind of thing you bottle one, eh? I must go and see. Yeah, so I went, I mean because like, you know, I'm I'm not really like I, I'm I'm super new to yoga. I don't really know what it is I'm stepping into. So I said, mm-hmm. okay, let's go and see if it feels right. If it 
if like the universe is mm. telling me to do it, then I have to do it, you know? Mm. So yeah, did it lah. There were like so many times that I wanted to do like something like this, a teacher training, but something stopped me. Like I was, I was thinking like, okay, let's, let's like go away, like maybe to, to Bali or to Thailand and do like one month intensive, like just do a training course, right? But I was just like, oh, next time, you know, maybe mm. next year, maybe, maybe next year. And I just kept pushing it back. Yeah. And then finally did it lah. And I'm very happy about it. I mean, of course, looking back on that journey and where you are now, all these things seem to, to fit. Everything seemed to fit, like like you were you were looking for something, and you found that in yoga, and yeah. here it is. How has yoga changed you as a person? I feel like this is going to be a long story. Hey, we got time. Ayo, Christmas, long Christmas story. Mm. So now, children, <laughs> long ago, long ago, when Auntie Gail was, <laughs> um, how has yoga changed my life, or how has it helped me? Is that the question? Yes. No? I mean, how how has it how has it empowered you? How has it changed you? How has it connected you? Mm. How has it improved your life in mm. any way or in every way? Mm. So you so you know how like I said I was not a athletic person. Mm. So I, I was like a, a over not a really overweight, but I was like a chubby kid. And during puberty I put on like quite a bit of weight and I was short. Mm. So it looked like a lot of weight, right? And I was in like the tough club. So like just feeling really, yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah, I don't want to, yeah. You're, you're being forced to like run around the basketball court five, ten times or whatever. And um, just didn't like exercise or mm. physical sport. And the thing with yoga, I don't know, it just like changed my outlook on my body and and movement and and just being comfortable with that mm. you know being comfortable with how i am being comfortable with the shape or the height of me so in that like you know how like just being able to accept accept where you are accept how you are and where where you are in your own journey or where you are in in like this pose or that or in this stage of your life so that's um, that's I think the biggest thing for yoga that mm. yeah that yoga has done for me is being able to accept myself. I think there's that forgiving nature of mm. yoga where like oh it doesn't matter if you can or can't, yeah. can't do it. There's always um, like a modification yeah. or there's always a prop that can help you and okay, just that. just the, just being able to sit down and be quiet and breathe and and just by doing that, mm. that already in its essence is doing yoga. That's true. Just being kind is doing yoga. Mm. You know, just being observant is doing yoga. Whoops. Mm. Did you realize all these things? I realized the- all of these things during TT. Mm. Yeah. Because, um, so I didn't really know what I was stepping into right during YTT. And when we cut, like, every day, or every day, every morning when we start our practice we start with uh like breathing pranayama and meditation mm. and it's not really very guided like just close sh- your eyes and start. close your eyes and be quiet and mm. sit down then you're like what the and i was like wow it's damn difficult to sit down and not move because i'm a very fidgety person i'm super fidgety and and really flighty mm. and just all over the place you know mm-hmm. yeah i'll have like 
like oh thinking about this and thinking about that and thinking about this and is this okay and is that all right and what's this person doing and what's that person doing and and you know how long are we sitting here for mm. so when when we were like trained or f- not for forced to sit down and be still i don't know there's just beauty in in stillness yeah beauty and stillness and just being observant of your surroundings being observant of the ground that you're sitting on that awareness uh, that yeah. awareness that comes from from stillness from mm. being in a posture the engagements the sensations mm. the experience and all this was in a way taught to you but not taught to you yeah it's like you basically teach yourself yeah. like you have to teach yourself yeah. to sit still i mean you have somebody guiding you mm. or, or holding space but but That's- but in a, you know you have to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I was listening to a podcast this morning or so, and it was about, it's a yoga podcast. Mm. And he was saying about how teachers, yoga teachers teach from a place of their own knowledge, their own experience. So I can only teach you what I know, or I can teach you something that I learned it this way, so I teach it this way because it works for me. Mm. But then if you ask like, oh, but this teacher said this, but then how come you say this, mm. right? Two teachers are saying two different things. Yeah. But that's fine because like that thing might have worked for you, may not work for me. Yeah. That thing that worked for me may not work for you. So then that's where the process of you as the student to figure out what your body needs and, yeah. and to find your own way to whether is it to get into that pose or to find a certain uh, meaning or experience in whatever you need to find in. Ayo. Is that you? Mau mau. Ginger the cat being naughty. Yeah. Um. So then, who are you as a teacher, and what kind of teacher do you want to be? Wow, these are really in very deep questions. Makes you think. <laughs> right, reinforces who you are, right? Mm. And let me try and answer that question for you first, while you think about it. Sure, sure. I feel like you are the kind of teacher that has a certain element of fun. Mm. I go to your classes; it's fun. Um, your personality definitely shines in the class. Mm. And I enjoy being around you and, and enjoy, like, you hold space for us as well, in your own way. Um, say if people want to go there to have a good time, they will. Check. If people want to go there to, 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 to have someone lead them, check. Um, and, <laughs> in, are you yeah, and in a way, I think, like, you give us a certain sense of freedom to express as well. Mm. So check as well. Mm, yeah. What kind of teacher do you think you are? fun for sure mm. like i've tried to be the serious teacher but i feel like it's i feel like it's like not really me i think i can but it's like a it's like a firm but fun mm. type of um vibe mm. yeah why do you it's want- like an encouraging like a teacher that maybe too overly Pushu, encouraging like, uh. yeah why do you feel like you want to be, like, why do you want to be that kind of teacher? So for me, like, I personally really appreciate when the teachers are serious. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, like, I feel like I should be serious because I ah, enjoy teachers so that are serious. Or, or you know, that yeah. take the practice seriously. I, I really marvel at how yeah. they can be so stoic and... And you just want to, you just respect them for, for you being... Listen to them, uh, yeah, you, you want to just wanna listen to them. Out, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not really me, lah. It's not me. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's not me. And um, 
Have you tried it before? Have I, you tried being yeah. like a stern teacher? I have. Like, like no, arms up. It's like, no. <laughs> I, cannot, I didn't say put your knee down. <laughs> I was scared. I, I think you, you, you can do the, those things if you are sure as a teacher where you're leading your students. Like if you know in your mind where, your where you're going, is. what your intention is, then that's okay. But I, especially where we teach, you know, like the vibe is, is a lot more gentle and more accessible. So having that military style, I think, can put a lot of people off. Um, okay. it, I mean, it can work. But it can you put a lot that, of people off. Yeah, find a balance. I think in a basics class, you have to allow for a little bit of, um, like nurturing. Yeah, yeah. A more. You can't be too authoritative. Authoritative. Yeah. yeah, you can't be too much of that. You wanna you wanna have a little bit of more. Uh, a an easygoing. Yeah. This is this is just movement. It's not like too serious because mm. you know people are new to the practice. They don't know what they're coming into. They just think it's exercise, mm. and they just think that okay, I'm coming here to move, and so and I came with my friend. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's important to make people feel comfortable in your class. Mm. When, when when let's say if it's more it's a more advanced practice, then maybe you can be a little bit more serious, be more firm and mm. assertive. Yeah, more strict. Okay, do you, so. Do you like that style, and how did, are you trying to embody that in your own teaching style? Um, I think okay. So you know, once we you haven't learned the Bikram series, right? No. Yeah. So you know how like we're supposed to, we all have to teach it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah, you were saying like how you enjoyed it. Now. So yeah. before before um before we started learning hmm. the Hot Twenty Six series. I was really like easygoing mm-hmm. in my class. Oh yeah, option one, do this. Option two, do that. Okay, if you okay. can't do this, you can always do this. Mm-hmm. If you need to rest, just rest. You Aww, know, very nurturing. Like yes. If you can, oh yeah, remember that child's pose is always there mm-hmm. for you if you need it. No, no judgments. <laughs> you know, it's just you and your practice and your breath and your body. Um, but then when we started learning the script, right, for the the Hot Twenty Six practice. Um, it's so it's so firm and so assertive and so strict and almost blunt and challenging, right? And everybody's doing the same thing. There's no options. They just do, you know, look back, go back, more back, go back, go back. And you're just like, okay, okay, go, 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 go. And then you just find yourself in a shape that you're, you didn't think your body could ever go to. And you're like, oh, shit, I can do this. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can side bend until like this. Like what? Oh my god, I can do it with like this deep back bend. Shit, my foot is going above my head. And because of that like push, that extra push from the instructions or from the t- the the teacher that's giving the instructions, like I feel like, oh my god, I, I really appreciate someone just strict and military and telling me what to do because me as a person like I'm very flighty and and like just, you know, I want to do everything. I want to, like, I have, you know, so many versions of this low lunge or, like, I, I want to always go into, like, this shape. But when somebody is, like, tethering you down, it just, you're put in a in an uncomfortable situation that challenges you in a way that you haven't been challenged before. And, and you learn new things by 
being in that uncomfortable in that state of uncomfortableness mm. you know instead of always being like oh you know this feels good and this feels good and you're always just feeling good and then you don't learn anything mm-hmm. you know you're always in that safety bubble yeah and and you felt that in the practice of so I felt in the practice of of, of the 26. the 20s yeah in the Bikram practice because of the script being so strict like I have adopted that style of teaching because mm. I feel like it really helped me mm. I don't know if people like it or not, but no, it's interesting because like it, I I know that you like recently like before you you told me about how you enjoyed the 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 assertiveness of the practice of Bikram. yeah and and I know that you 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 resonate with a certain style of like tell me what to do kind of thing yeah because you like that as a person who's quite up in the air yeah. you like that that grounding that it yeah that that, that authority gives you mm. and you want to try and bring that across to your students. Mm. And when you said that you embodying that style doesn't feel, doesn't fit you, mm. I was like, mm, yeah, maybe. But then the more I think about it, it can. Eh? I feel like you mm. could be yeah. assertive, but because of your nurturing nature, that, assertive, that assertiveness comes off as still from a place of care instead yeah. of a place of listen to me. Correct. Like a like dogmatic right, type yeah. of. So I feel like you have that balance because you're already so nurturing by nature. By changing your words to be a little bit more author- uh, uh, assertive, <laughs> you find that balance already. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, uh, I nice. Maybe you like it too, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, I like you and I like yours. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, I like you too, Aaron. Hey, thanks, <laughs> But like, I'm the kind where I like to... I don't like people shouting at me. I don't like... You don't to, like... I don't like... <laughs> do you... <laughs> I don't like, I like... I mean, it's not so much shouting. You don't have to... I like I I don't like the like the I don't, I want to be able to move in my own way. Mm. Not to say that like people do down dot then you go and do some other funny thing. Uh. Yeah, that yeah. you're not listening. Correct, correct. But I still like to in a way honor my breath or honor my body. If like you tell me exhale forward forward, but I still want to stretch a bit more, I'll yep. stay one more breath standing mm. and then I fall forward. Mm. So maybe I won't be in sync, but I don't like I just wanna do my own thing for that one second uh, mm. instead of like not I'm not to say I want to do whatever I want so if let's say you uh, if the teacher is sort of like quite um, let's go let's go let's blah, 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 one two three I will be like I haven't really do this thing I, I need to yeah. so a bit like ah, I can move her yeah mm. so it's a bit of a small little pet peeve but it's not a bad thing but it's just like that's what I like to do la. so I like classes where like oh, if you want to stay here a little longer stay Otherwise, you join us in the next post, choose to that side, whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I do want to stay here a little longer and I'll stay. You know, I like to like, do, like, I like to be different a bit, like, you know what I mean? So, in that way, I'm expressing myself in my own way and yeah. I like to teach that in my classes. So, like, sometimes people don't want to stretch or this part, they don't want a hamstring stretch, they want to hit that stretch. Then, fine, in Lizard, you open up the thing or you from Lizard, you want to, want to Hanuman, you do Hanuman. Yeah, so but, don't, same thing. Mm, but don't yeah. you feel like when you give so many options in mm. the class, it just becomes very scattered. It does. That's, and then the energy becomes scattered because this person is doing mm. this and this person is doing that and then everyone in, is doing In certain classes, when like, if it's a beginner, you, you the beginner don't know what options to take. What, yeah. What, what do you mean? I, I just, you tell me what to do, I do. Okay, I don't know what to do, right? Mm. So if you, do you queue like 10,000 things they don't know what to do they will either freeze they'll look at the person on the Correct, left and right yeah. and do that or they will if they, if I'm lucky they will then think hmm what do I feel like doing you know hmm. then they will take their own options and that is a way empowering that student sure yeah so 
there may be times where five, like ten people in the room, ten people don't know what they're doing, then they all follow each other and all do wrong. All or, don't know what they're doing. You see, yeah. They all, they all do their own thing, mm. and then that is a powerful thing. So mm. it's a hit and miss sometimes. Yeah, mm. just as much as if you you feel more authoritative, people are like fuck you. I don't want to listen to you. Mm. Versus like, wow, thanks for guiding me through this practice. Yeah, you can't please everyone. You know, I mean, just learn for yeah. honor your style. Mm. You know how everybody's doing their own thing, mm. and then some people don't know what they want mm. to do. I feel like there's a lot of people. Mm. A lot of people don't know Especially what they want. They all don't know what they want to do yeah. and they don't want to have to deal with that yes, question. Yeah. They want somebody to tell them what to do so yes, they don't have to think. Do. So they don't do, have yeah. to so you don't have to actually think about what you want. Because already outside of the class you're you're having to make so many decisions yeah. for yourself. And I don't know, just me like, me mm. being a very uh, I, I'm not so bad now. I think I'm more decisive now. But mm. I used to be very indecisive. Mm. Like, I want this, I want this. No, I want that. No. Like, I'll spend three hours in a shop just trying to decide hey, if I want I this A or, or B. <laughs> hey, then my friends will just be waiting for me. It's like, hmm, should I try this? Mm. Hmm, should I try that? And then, or what about this? Like, what am I going to wear at this? So, mm. I just need somebody to tell me what what to buy uh, or what to choose like just get this don't buy anything right. just buy this you know uh, just okay so interesting like I like I feel the same way mm. there are times when I, 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 I don't know what to eat I walk to all the three different coffee shops twice <laughs> to see what I want I look at the store then I pretend I've visualized myself eating chicken rice don't eat chicken rice okay, maybe not. and I walk to the one time he's done yeah then I just waste like half an hour deciding on what to eat and then I end up making a bad choice so mm. I'm the same way as you in terms of I, I'm hard to make decisions mm. but then when I go to a, a yoga class instead of people telling me like just buy the chicken rice just buy the one time <laughs> I want like just a little bit of chicken rice, just a little bit of wantami, satisfy everything. Mm. That's how I feel. Like, oh, okay then. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Actually, variety is yeah. is great, it, man. So just I can't decide. A, I have all of it. Yeah, I have like a uh. smorgasbord of yeah. things. Yeah. So it's the same, like we're dealing with the same problems, yeah. but we're solving it in a different way. Mm. So then the people that resonate with you or with me will, will resonate with that style. So there is no like, oh, uh, the military style is the best. Or the, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice that we're able to, like the same situation, mm. different solutions. Mm. <laughs> I used to really enjoy classes when the teacher gave you the liberty of of being creative and expressive and like or do whatever you want or or take this version or take this variation. But now I prefer being guided mm. and being guided to what the teacher has planned for us. You know ah, what I mean? Like an, and ah, okay, and okay. respecting and honoring what the teacher right. has planned. So cuz like you know, as a teacher, you plan a class. And, and for me, like, I want to take my, my students, you know, from the beginning slowly and then you build peak, up yeah, and then yeah. there is a peak and we all go there together. Like, you all, we tell the same story together and then we we go to the end together. You know, mm. we say bye-bye and thank you mm. together. There's an agenda. Like, yeah, there's an so intention the end, for everything. And there's, that, there's a beauty in, like, moving all the same at the same time. We breathe together. We do the same shapes together. There's that beauty of that and, and you're respecting the space, mm. you're respecting each other, you're respecting the teacher's yeah. l- like lesson plan. Mm. So I I personally like to follow what the teacher is doing because mm. I trust that the teacher is, is taking us on a journey. You know what I mean? I don't I know do, if that I makes know, any I, sense. I, it makes yeah. perfect sense. It makes sense because like I mean as a teacher, so when you plan to do a peak or you, want, you plan to do something at the end, mm everything that leads up to it has a purpose. You're exactly, there's a the, reason. Mm. The low lunch for no reason. Exactly. It's to, to open up the hips. Or Correct. You're not, 
here because I you know, if, no reason I just ask you come here you know mm. so every pose makes sense then it will only make sense at the end when you do everything ah mm. so now I understand mm. but then if you if you and if you don't have that like direction it might come off like how huh, you anyhow tell us to do things yes just as much as like say in a class where you oh you express yourself in whatever you want to do then like it becomes too messy but there can be a way where it's guided in a certain way mm. same with like if you plan a peak a uh, 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 peak pose or something and you anyhow you didn't really satisfy what you needed to open up or whatever then at the end like huh I don't it feels weird eh, when like I peek up to here there's a way like there's a way and like I think it's a matter of like finding that style and then like refining that style mm. and adding in your own personality and your own experiences no? yeah mm. Mm. interesting <laughs> yeah um yeah what was it like being on TV? Oh, wow. Um, it was like being a singer. That's okay. Uh, I don't know, know how to answer this question. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, Gil used to be a contestant on the first one, is it? The first, Sec- second one second of Singapore Idol, yeah. Singapore Idol. So, before teaching yoga, I used to be more in the like media industry. Started off singing. Um, joined Singapore Idol in 2006. I was 16, <gasps> turning 17. Damn. Damn, I was a baby. Young blood. And then that just like ricocheted me into the world of stardom. television. <laughs> Your head last stardom. Um, so because of Singapore Idol, I started to do a lot of other types of things with TV. Not just singing, but started to do like kids television, mm. hosting kids television shows doing silly things for mm. Octo and Kids Central. <laughs> oh, Octo, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, an, it, was, it was interesting. You get to learn a lot from having to Re-interact put yourself... with all these different... Yeah, and put yourself out in, mm. in the eyes of so many people, you know, because you're just being watched by... How did it influence everyone. you? And how did it influence, say, like, your teaching? How did it make you? How, how did it help with mm. now as a teacher? Mm. You know, I, being a singer, being a presenter, mm. being in front of people, okay. performing essentially. Yeah, I think that may I don't know. Maybe for me, it's a little bit more easy to get in front of a class and 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 talk to them and speak to them, or just to say hello, hello, mm. <laughs> you know, because you know, stage fright is real. Yeah, for sure. Like stage fright is is a real thing, everybody's man. Everybody's looking at you. Everybody's looking at you. Yeah, you if you forget something and you're yeah. like, oh crap, what 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 the hell did I do on this first sight? And you're like, oh shit, right? Mm. And so it really teaches you to think on your feet. It teaches you just how to stay composed, mm. even though inside you're freaking the the f out. Mm. Which is more scary, teaching yoga or being on TV? Be- uh, being on TV is okay because you know there are, there are opportunities like you mess and, up oh, right, if right. you mess up you can take two you can take three you can take 50 if, if they're fine with waiting mm. for you right but um, I don't know I think I, I've done it so many times that I'm, I'm okay with it now I used to have st- I think singing for me is hard is oh, scary because, because you're performing to like thousands of people la. yeah so singing for me is, is actually quite scary mm. It's okay, okay. it's like w- before you get on stage, before you actually like sing the first mm. note. Yeah, it's like wow, you're. I'm just a bunch of like nerves. Mm. 
nerves. Some of you, what, 16, 17? Mm. It, is, it is like quite a high when you get there and everyone's like cheering for mm. you. It's like, oh yeah, sure, all right. Yeah, they're all here for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you sing like shit lah, and then <laughs> or you mess up or you forget your words and it's like, oh crap, right? Yeah, singing can be... Because you're being like judged for your talent mm. or you're being judged for how you sound. And yeah, that kind of made me feel um, very vulnerable. Mm. I mean, anyone would feel vulnerable, yeah. right? But yeah, putting yourself out there is not easy. Mm. Mm. That's I, I think that's the lesson to learn there. Mm. But yet, it's a thing. It's a matter of how much you want it, lah. Because mm. if you really want something, that fear you have to learn to overcome it. Mm. If you really want to perform, you want to teach yoga, but you scare of being in front of you know 30 people then you oh then I, I don't want to yeah. just teach you, smaller yeah. classes lah then you never wanted it enough in the beginning you yeah. know because that's just a small thing to get over it's not an easy thing but it's you gotta get over that to be mm. able to teach yeah I mean I remember when I first taught um <laughs> I mean I think everybody's first class is gonna be you remember, rough, <laughs> uh, remember when you were mocking with me and me and yeah. at East Coast yeah. it was so it was funny so terrible <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> it was so bad. I the that and that was like the maybe the second, yeah. second or third mock before my actual mock, mm. and then it was just uh, no. Oh, that I think that was call. I can't. Yes, it was yeah, call. You were supposed okay. to mock a call class, and then uh, Mayan was like, yeah. "Come, come, mock for us, so that like, you oh, don't." No. I don't my book. I don't have anything. Yeah. But you know, it comes with practice. You know, like just being being able to, like just speak out the things that you have already planned because you've already planned it you already know what you want to teach but once you get once you stand up and you have to verbalize your lesson for two people i don't know just the act of like being in front of them and having to vocalize your thoughts you're just like shit how come i cannot like how come the words cannot come out of my mouth the execution is right. harder than the planning la. you, you think, in your mind yeah. you know already but you're like okay i'm ready for this i'm ready for this then you go up and you're like oh shit i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about mm-hmm. you know yeah i think i remembered that yeah. it was after class and then like you came by and you brought me coconut oh yeah yeah, yeah. you and me and, yeah, and i was like oh, <laughs> so sweet thanks yeah that was nice that was a nice encouragement and then you yeah, the both of you i think Nat was there as well Three of you were, was it two, three? Yeah, like you guys it's were like, like my, quite and myself, encouraging. Yeah. Like you just sort of like, just go. Just, just start, try, uh, yeah. Just, just start, just start. Then you all start You all just set the mat mm. down. Oh, okay, um, arms up. <laughs> Some shit like that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the first few times you do anything, it's probably going to be mm. not great. But it's just, you know, repetition. You just have to do it more and more. It's like when you do a handstand. Mm. The first time you do it, you don't know, what, don't know how to kick up to the wall. You just have mm. to do it 50 more times and just try. And don't be scared and just try. Mm. Mm. Like when you're a baby and you learn how to walk, how many mm. times you fall down before you walk, mm. right? So you just try. That's true. Just do it. Going back to stepping out of your comfort zone and all that things, do you feel that you're an anxious person? Or do you feel like you're a shy person in general? Um, I, wow, I don't know. <laughs> anxious, I don't think so. Mm. Um, shy I'm not so sure I, I think I know how to like be vocal if needed mm. or I know how to be friendly if necessary mm. but I can be quite a homebody type of person mm. like I like my space yeah, I, I like understand. to just like switch off and not 
talk to anyone. Yeah. Did this come naturally to you? Were you always very confident? I don't know. You seem confident now. Oh, then, thanks, thanks, yeah. man. I don't know, man. Sure. <laughs> I feel like you are confident now. Mm. But but I don't know if it's like because of years of training, mm. like you just fake it until you make it. Like and then that's how you that's get how you better at anything that's how you get better. Yeah. yeah, it's like even if you're nervous or scared, mm. you just throw yourself out mm. into the situation, and and if you make a mistake, then then so what? Just don't make it again, like you know. I, 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 I know that you're a confident person. You can carry yourself very well. But I also sense a bit of shyness. Not mm. really shy. Maybe shy is not a bad word. But you, I, I feel like you can be shy. Mm. But you're aware of that shyness. So like, if you are a bit like uncomfortable about something, you sort of like, mm, oh, this is a bit uncomfortable, and you sort of acknowledge it in a in a in a matter of fact kind of way. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. It's very endearing. Oh. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Water break. Water break. Um, we were having breakfast just now. Yeah. And we were talking about food. Kaya toast mm. and bihun. bihun. The staple of. Singapore what were we talking breakfast. about? Yeah, were we talking about some nice things? They were like, "Oh shit, we should save this for the yeah, pot." Yeah, we were, but um, we're talking about food and mm. diet as well. Mm. You are a vegetarian? Yeah, I'm a vegetarian. So that means you can eat eggs, you can eat, drink milk? I don't really drink dairy, mm. but um, I wouldn't refuse a mm. slice of cake oh, oh. that has butter. Yeah, okay. Or I wouldn't say no to French toast mm. that has eggs. Um, I try my best to like limit or to cut down the amount of of eggs and dairy that I consume. Like, if I can get a cheeseless pizza, I'll get a mm. cheeseless pizza. If I can make pancakes by myself that don't have eggs, then mm. I'll try, you know? Like, I asked you about your diet preference uh, because, like, you're quite inv- like you're quite passionate about animals or animal cruelty or mm. about just being healthy. Mm. And I'm wondering whether it... Was it attributed to the yoga? Maybe the the lifestyle of the yoga. Mm. People are always vegetarian, vegan, whatever. Mm. Or it's just your your progression of wanting to be healthy through the yoga. Mm. I I do yoga. I, my body's healthy. I want to be healthy inside as well. Maybe I want to live eat healthier. Was it because of that? Or was it my mother last time don't tell me to eat vegetarian? So I see like <laughs> how did that come about? And, and did yoga have a part to play in that? Um. Okay, so my relationship with food has not always been a good relationship. I've, um, because I was kind of overweight, right, Mm. for like during adolescence and uh, maybe not adolescence, like teen, my teen years, like I always thought I was like too fat. Did you not eat healthy when you were young? I think I ate a lot of like sweet things like chocolate or like uh, sugary cereal. Or and then I didn't exercise, dude. Mm. Your your friend never exercised, <laughs> so I'll just eat like snacks mm. and, and not exercise. Like I would, I'm the kid that would feign um like some kind of injury or illness PE? for PE, <laughs> or or like write a parents note and be like, oh I can't do PE today because like I don't know what stupid reason Or like when we start running, I will f- f- pretend to faint. Like I actually fall legit faint, like fall down on the ground and and like play dead on the floor. 
Drama, yeah. Fucking drama. That I think that's where the acting mm, came hey. in, right? Like, really? No, I don't even care. No, I just like just drop down on the floor and like pretend that I fainted. And then I'm like, yes, yes. Just, <laughs> just like don't move, don't move, Gail, don't move. And then I can just like sit down at the side for the rest of the wow, class. Wow, hey, shock, eh? Like you, you kiss her. How you know? And then you. How you know? Oh, Gail, are you okay? Are you okay? Come yeah, go to the side. I, I, yeah. I need to rest. I, I need to rest. I cannot. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot breathe, I cannot breathe. So yeah, so that's me. I was the one that did not want to exercise. I did not like perspiring. I My 2.4 was like shit. Like I don't want to run. Standing broad jump was, oh my God. Don't even know what the heck I'm doing. The only thing that I was really good at was, you know, the sit and reach. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The sit uh, and reach, I got metal, okay? Because I can push the thing there. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay, so because because like you know I I didn't really like to exercise and I ate a lot but like ate really badly. Um, once I started like noticing my body, how my body changed, or like you know from girl to womanhood, and you start being looked at by the opposite sex, so you want to be like attractive. You want to be a you know attractive. You want to look beautiful. Mm-hmm. You want to be you know, accepted in the eyes of like this boy that you have a crush on or whatever. So then I started to to diet. And that was my way of like lo- trying to lose weight. Mm. So, trying to get control of your... Yeah, your- so I would try to diet lah. Mm. And this was like maybe f- 15, 16, like end of secondary school, I started to like not eat. Like I'll just starve myself mm. okay just eat like one half a meal in the afternoon and then like the rest of the day don't eat don't eat anything and then singapore idol came and mm. you're being looked at you know at, mm. for your you're being judged on how you look your appearance like are you pretty enough are you slim enough are your legs nice can you wear this dress is your hair pretty whatever right um so you want to be that that ideal like girl or woman yeah so i started to like not eat la, starve mm. myself or like just eat and purge if i if i starve myself too much then you know how like when you don't eat for three days mm. on the fourth day you're gonna die right mm. so on the fourth day you you binge then you and then you feel f- bad, about you it, feel bad and then you puke right you just like try to force everything out so that just became a pattern with me mm. and um and then I started taking um, diet suppressant pills. Mm, okay. So this was a pill that makes you not hungry, s- makes you not hungry, but makes you uh, super thirsty. So you would basically just drink water the whole day, mm. and it'll give you a lot of energy. Of it's like ADHD. What's that pill? A- ADHD. It's basically like um, Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to take that every day, and mm. it's so bad. I was on I was on medicate like that type mm. of medication for prescribed or I would counter. Uh, it was I was, so I'd have to go to a doctor to get it and he just gave it to you yeah stupid right what, what the, the shit what did you yeah. tell him you said like uh, oh I'm trying to control my diet and blah blah and then what? they would prescribe it to me and then I'd get like one month and then I'll go to another doctor and get another oh, sure. and then I'll go to another doctor and get not shook. It was so bad. I was like, what, 17 years old, 18 years old on this pill? Yeah, it was like, basically I'm on drugs lah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 
and um not like it made me lose a lot of weight mm. i was maybe the lightest that i was was 48 kilos um but i was not eating i mm. was not eating anything this was during singapore idol this was maybe after, after. singapore it, it started during singapore idol time and then it continued until maybe i was 22 23 so on and off like I would stop for a while and then I I would feel like oh my god I need control again and I'll Mm. go and look for some kind of pill and help me to like control my eating Mm. because I just my mouth is always really itchy Mm. I always want to eat crap and not exercise you know yeah so because I did not have control of like my eating um, it just like made me really a really like sad person I'm trying to think where my train of thought has gone and okay so when did I stop taking the pill when did you realize that I mean I knew all along that it was bad but you kept you kept going because um, you wanted to 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 reach that that ideal mm, or, sus- or sustain mm. sustain the weight so that I was at you knew that at. it was bad for you you felt it was bad for you what was the turning point um, you realize like what the fuck am I doing with my body I that actually happened to me a few times that I would like I would come to this realization come to the realization that it would, yeah it. and then I would go back to it again um, so what did you feel during these moments and why did you relapse because there was no know. way out or you saw no other option or you were still it was like the easy way you know mm. it was the easy way out and it was there it was easy to get it I could get it and it worked. I mean, I did so many other types of of diets. There was like, you know, remember the the lemon juice and maple mm-hmm. syrup diet. So I would try so that random juice detox. Yeah, stuff, detox huh? things. You detox for for five days or three so days. So you would faster. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. I tried fasting once. Fuck it's, it. It's yeah. really bad. And to me, that was like the only way to lose weight too mm. too fast. For it makes sense. Don't eat. Or to take, like, cleansing teas, you know, which essentially is just... Just uh, just tea, It's just just something that's going to make you poop, right? It's just a laxative. And um, I can't remember when I really, like, changed my mind to stop it. I read this book called The Skinny Bitch. Have you read it? No, I have not. Okay, so this book, right? I don't need to read it, Yeah. Why would you read it? Anyway, this... Skinny Bitch. Uh, and in the book I mean besides like giving you tips on how to you know lose weight right Skinny Bitch by Kim Baroni yes yeah Barnowin she's Mm. French okay so um, I read this book and in this book uh, they, they talk about veganism and actually this I think this was probably the start of my realization of where the my, where my food is coming from, yeah, it talks about how um, animals are mistreated in farms mm. and how factory farming, uh, uh, yeah, factory farming, that. what happens to them, mm. how the you know baby chicks are grinded up, the the male chicks mm. are, are grinded up, and how their beaks are cut off, how they clip their, um, how they clip the tails of pigs. And be, that's like that's, that's cruelty. Real. That's yeah. animal cruelty. You, you talk about uh, a cat that's being bullied 
all of these animals are being bullied every day like and we don't see it so you know because we're ignorant to it or we're just re- so far removed from what's happening to them we think that it's okay or we think that it's normal mm. okay so anyway so once i started reading that book then i was like okay maybe i can just try to just eat vegetables like don't be crazy and just try to control and just eat vegetables just eat fruit and wean myself off of like these diet pills and and teas mm. and then it, it it was like okay yeah i have a little bit of control and and it's it's like slow but i am doing it and i have control over my mind my mind is controlling my body okay i i have that that sense of um that, yeah, yeah. That, that I'm that I'm okay. I'm I'm recovering slowly, mm. um, and I liked how I felt when I was just you know eating vegetables and fruits. It like was maybe about six months. Then I started to eat chicken and fish again, mm. and then I I went back to just a normal eating routine, and then I started like binge eating rubbish again. It's like okay, let's go back go back to being like vegetarian. So it was like on and off vegetarian for a while until 2016. Then I was like, okay, let's just like commit to it and mm. so yeah, make it more, susta- more, more sustainable. Mm. Three years since you ate meat. Okay, I'm not like super strict. Super la. strict. You try your best. Though. I try my best. Things that are cooked with fish, That's I will still yeah, yeah, I will still like like yong tau fu soup has yeah. fish. Like, I will still eat the stuff, yeah. vegetables. I just don't, like... Actively go and order a steak. La. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Correct. And then I still eat eggs, you know, so I'm not, like, vegan-vegan. Mm. But I just, like, try my best. I think, like, to put labels on these things, oh, I'm vegetarian, oh, I'm vegan, oh, I'm, uh, what, uh, you know, whatever, there is this stigma and there is this, like, this, this, this team. Oh, I'm on team green um, on team meat or whatever mm. and then when you have teams then you have sides and when you have sides these two opposing forces then you have arguments about who's right who's wrong yeah and then all mm. these like strict dogma oh as a vegan you cannot eat meat you, uh, you cannot eat drink milk you cannot have a fucking like leather sofa or whatever exactly but if your intention is just to be healthy then eat green mm. eat the occasional meat go out on Christmas and have a turkey a bite of turkey you know it's why suffer through all this just to uphold this strange or, or you know, dogmatic lifestyle mm. when you can just, you know yourself, you're being healthy. Maybe you want to buy meat or get eggs from an organic farmer, then you know that you're not going to, there's, there's not a chicken being cooped mm. up in a cage, being tortured. You're just getting free range stuff. Yeah. So then you're upholding all these things. You're checking all the boxes in terms of what you feel is right. And you're still taking care of your body and enjoying yourself. Mm. So I feel like that you're in a good place and you're in a good balance with that. Mm. Not not so much about being healthy. I think it, it started out as like an ethical reason. Mm. And because of that ethical reason, it changed my, my relationship with my food. Because I actually started to think about where my food was coming from. The compassion that you have. Yeah, like. because previous, prior to that, food was just food to me. Mm. Oh, it, it wasn't tastes, a life, like. Yeah, it tastes good. I'm going to eat it. Or, you know, like, I don't care that this was a life or whatever. Mm. So only when I started to, like, really learn about it and care to learn about it, mm. then it changed my perception of how I should eat and why I choose not to eat animals. Mm. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah, so it's like more of an ethical reason. Just like how you won't like how we yeah, won't how, eat ginger. How you won't fucking like <laughs> kick a kick a cat. How you won't kick a cat. Yeah, you won't you won't punch a baby. You, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> general compassionate as yeah. a human being lah. So and also there's like this you know overconsumption or over pr- ah, manufacturing the overindulgence of, of all these yeah. it's so accessible I go to McDonald's I order fucking like a burger mm. it's there I'm not even hungry I'll eat it it's five dollars yeah. you know happy meal whatever and because you need to supply that demand hence factory farming it's very easy to have like ten chickens just you know roaming around every day you get an egg blah 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 mm. but then if you need to mass produce for an entire you know then you need factories you need cages of cages of birds cooped up uh, you know uh, uh, inches among between each other you need to have steroids being pumped into the chickens exactly. to grow faster yeah. because the demand is so high and hormones and medication yeah. so and antibiotics thing is a result of, of that demand yeah so then so then then what you know we are in a way we're fucking ourselves about as humans hmm. so how does that work you know where can we find that middle ground how can we even find healthy food nowadays exactly you know? I just, just I think that just being, just being well, aware of what, yeah, of of what it is you're you're feeding your body, like you know when you have a plate, let's say you you put you put out a plate for yourself, you go to like Thai fan place mm. and you 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 choose like this 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 this, and then um, we don't actually think about it. We don't stop to look at the food and think like, oh, this vegetable grew out from the earth and. Mm. Yeah. There's no appreciation. There's no appreciation. Three dollars or fuck. You yeah. one, throw away. Uh. We don't think about whether how long the rice has grown. Mm. We don't think about the chicken that laid this egg. We don't think about the the pig that the pork we're eating. You know, it's like it's just food. Mm. And it's always there. It's always yeah. Been there. I we feel that it's hunt. it's we kind of mm, it. it's sad that we don't take a moment to just say thank you mm. even. Yeah, thank you for giving this this life so that we can be fed. Thank uh, you to this like naipai that grew out yeah. of us so that I can eat you. You know, we've been detached from that cycle of yeah, plant the farmer planting the seed. Mm. Six months later, the rice grows. You pluck out one grain and you put it in a little basket. The tomato takes like a month to grow. Mm. The chicken, it's been born and raised from a chick mm. to a now fully grown hen. Then mm. you kill it. You have one chicken two wings eh. you mm. fucking one bucket here yeah. sees how many lives already that's why so all it takes is just one, <laughs> one moment chicken, two one chicken all it takes is just one moment for us as we know we need to eat it We this this is how the world works mm. all we need to do is just have a little bit more appreciation and awareness of like okay, okay don't waste food like appreciate every bite other people in other countries got no food we bite we enjoy we savour it we give thanks or whatever mm. and then we, we there's a there's at least some respect, I feel. There's respect, you know? yeah. It's about respecting. It's about being, like, empathetic mm. to to that life, you know. And making those choices, uh, like not yeah. ordering shark fin, not ordering a steak. Or not over-ordering. Not over-ordering. Not over-ordering. Which is very ordering. Chi- it's a very Chinese thing. Not right? over-ordering. You, you want to show your exactly. baller, you just order, like, everything big. Yeah, not over-ordering. Or not, mm. like, consuming it every day. Mm. Like, try to... Live a humble life. Like yeah, that. humble yeah. life. Do you think yoga played a part in that decision? Ye- or it just uh, came naturally? Yes, yeah. I think yoga has changed that. And, you know, just... Like ahimsa, you know, non-violence. Mm. You want to just limit limit the amount of pain that put, has to happen. Yeah, that 
that you buy you're a, causing. Yeah, you buy a chicken, you've caused pain to that chicken. You buy anything. Yeah. You buy cotton or, you know, how mm. much like... But this violence, this, this suffering is necessary. You need to eat. If you don't you buy the chicken, eat. then you suffer by starving. We so don't then, need to kill the chicken. You can eat something can, else. Yeah. So it's about choosing. It's about making choosing your choices. Sense to you, yeah. yeah. It's about your, the choices that you make or whether you are, you're aware of the result of your mm. choice, the repercussions of your choice. The more we buy a chicken, the more chickens they have to make. The more like forests have to be burnt right. down for the more the, for land to the grow crops, yeah. So we don't know. We are so anything. like far removed from all of these these things that are happening around us because we don't see it, mm. and then because we don't see it, we don't care. Well, there's no need to care because mm. it's not affecting us what now. What can be done? Let's say what what can Gail do to change what? the world? <laughs> uh, I think. I think that you know with the health promotion board mm. I think it should we or the they should put out um, these informational things in school to teach ah, I'm teach, sure. yes, yes, teach yes. them about you know how the pyramid thing is It's all wrong already yeah it's yeah, upside it's wrong, down lah yeah, yeah I, it's wrong. I feel like they we don't need to eat meat at every single meal We don't need carbs we don't. We do we need carbs. Need, yeah, we, we need carbs. But we don't need it. Like it's the bottom. You know, it's the bottom. One. No, I, it's it's warped in the sense that we need. It's always like um, carbohydrates, fiber, and protein. Mm-hmm. And the protein is always like meat protein. Like you must have meat protein, otherwise, you will be unhealthy. You're gonna be malnourished if you. Have, you must drink milk. You for must calcium. have at least yeah. You must drink milk for calcium, or you must eat fish at least like mm-hmm. a piece of fish, or you have to eat like. Like chicken or something, so that you are healthy. Just that's just like. And the, I think that's such a. It's are. like a. It's a misconception that you need these things three times a day. Mm. Maybe just just once once a day, like one mm. meal a day, you can have a meat protein. Maybe for the two other meals, try to just eat grains, eat um, you know, more fight, more vegetables. Eat colors, eat all the eat colors. All yeah. the colors instead of eat like just one piece of mm. chicken and and two leaves or vegetable you know what I mean it's like you now everybody's like oh I must eat meat I must eat meat like protein this protein that especially with like certain types of diets you know like that have conditioned people to think that okay if I eat this way I'm gonna lose this amount of fat then you're just like attached to this um, result that you think your body is going to get mm. but it's such a selfish um, thing mm. like you know what about your environment what about the animals around you you don't care about those things you just care about how your physical appearance is like what that you don't need the nature of humans yeah i know it? it's like so horrible it's not right like it's not right but we're not is. we're not all on this same planet for no reason like the animals were not put there just so that we could eat mm. them we're supposed to all live cohesively mm. together we're supposed to look after them mm. and they're supposed to teach us things you know like we're supposed to look after the plants and not like abuse the land and grow just crops so that we can feed the animals so that the animals can be eaten by us. Like mm. that's just war. There's a there's a natural order to things. Yeah, and there. we have just it's just become out of proportion. Yeah, and we don't know what we're doing. So nobody with knows the, what we're doing. Yeah, with the governments, I feel like we can just lessen the consumption of these things. Mm. Like like how you want to save save the earth, you know, use less waste carry your tumbler around don't buy 
plastic bottle water. Don't use a straw. Like we see the turtle with the straw in the nose and then we're like, oh, save the turtles. Then we eat the fish. <laughs> like what? Like, come on, guys. How is that? It's like, so, it's so warped. It's like a warped reality. You you care about the turtle. Mm. You care about the cat. But you don't care about the pig. The best way to not hurt an animal is to not put it in your mouth. Yeah. Game changes. Yeah. It's so difficult though, like because because of our cravings, you know, I still crave fried chicken. Like, mm. come on, how, how many times I want to eat fried chicken? I still crave fish. I don't really crave like red meat so much mm. anymore. Like it this because because I've not eaten it for so long. The smell actually makes me feel mm. a little mm. bit sick, and the sight of it actually makes me feel like it just turns me off because I've been vegetarian for so mm. long. But I still do crave, have those cravings. Mm. And and it's so great with, you know, there's like Beyond Meat now and there's Impossible, Impossible Burgers. Burgers. That These industries are doing so many awesome things so that we can be a more sustainable planet. And I think that we shouldn't be putting these industries down mm. and we should just give it a try. You know, like people are like, oh, is it safe to eat? Is your meat safe to eat? You don't even know what the animals are being fed. That's true. You don't know what antibiotics they're being fed. They're walking around and they're shit all damn day. And, you know, like they just poop. Yeah, they're scared and, yeah, they're, they're, like scared and they're freaking out. They're just living in terror their whole mm. lives. It, has, it does something to It does body. something to their you bodies. Look at a human yeah. who's been in prison, like, you know, the, the, the effect that it has on the body. It's yeah. the same thing with, a, with an animal or yeah. any living thing. Any living being cooped thing. up their whole lives in the little small box. But with that said, I'm going to go out later for lunch and I'm probably going to have like mm. a meat thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to be vegetarian. You know mm. what I mean? I will try maybe on some days, but I, I'm I'm not going to. Like that. That, that's me. I like meat. But the best I can do is just have a little bit more appreciation and it's, awareness. Yeah. For that, right. I mean, we're not sure to tell people to not stop. Uh, of not course. Eating, you know? But it's just that, just have a little bit of compassion for compassion. what you're eating. And just acknowledge that, like, okay, this thing died for you so that mm. you can fucking eat. The least you can do is just, oh, okay, just a little nod. Um, okay. Mm. See, see it. And, and fucking eat it, lah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a tough conversation, this one, because, yeah. you know, people have their own ideals and you don't want to force your principles on other people. Like, I feel really strongly about this, but it's not like I'm going to tell everybody, mm. do not eat meat. Mm. You know, the, the, the most that you can do is to eat more of like, eat more vegetables and try to heart, limit yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's not like cut it out completely because that's super difficult, especially here where we're living. You know, in Singapore, it's really difficult to find vegetarian food because if you go to a hawker center, like how many vegetarians? Thai fun, no, you just eat the Thai the, the fun or the Thai or you eat the Thai mm. fun. That's it. Yeah, but that's all. Yeah. That's all that you can have because everything has like traces of mm. f- fish or seafood or traces of like mince mm. pork or something. So it's, it's difficult. And I... I I think that there there can be more like meat free alternatives in hawker centers so that it's readily av- available for people that want to try that want to make a change because if it's difficult to make a change then people are not going to do it mm-hmm. but when it's easier and when salads are not $13 people 
Salad shouldn't be thirteen. It shouldn't be thirteen. No, no, it's a bowl of leaves. Like it's a bowl of leaves. Hello. The cost of it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. Does it make sense that uh, a burger, a burger, a a cheeseburger is like what? A cow. It's like one dollar fifty cents, and your salad is fifteen dollars. Like which one are you going to buy? Right. It's just so warped, and what we don't understand that it's cheap because it's being mass produced. Mm. Uh, this, I mean, uh, it's yeah. it's understanding that, and but we can't do anything about it. This is just how. What it, can you do though? What can you do? What can you do as an individual? Well, what can, what you, can, do? Do to what can you do as an individual? Yeah. You can you can try your best to live by example. That's true. You live Practice by what you preach. Live by example and and try not to be annoyed when people ask you why are you vegetarian. <laughs> well, I have a few. I, mean, I have a lot of vegetarian friends, and they they tell me how like frustrating it is to like. You go like steamboat or what? Like, hey, why you never eat meat? Why you never all this? Then mm. they was then as the the omnivore, they were just like, you know, if you don't eat meat, you're okay. Yeah. But then, like, I'm sure the vegetarian person has heard this story mm-hmm. tons of times. Yeah. You wanna you wanna dress up in a certain way, dress up. You wanna eat what you wanna eat. You eat like yeah. I feel like there's no need to like put put your ideas onto other people. Mm. And the, the vegetarian person isn't asking you to not eat meat. Why must the meat person force you to like, hey, just uh just eat this meat come on, you just put this meat in your mouth. Like, yeah, just so put it in your mouth like it's so disrespectful. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I don't it's okay, so you know how like it's it's normal for people to eat and it's abnormal for people to not yes. not eat meat. You're seen as the minority because mm. you are the minority. But before all of this, before meat had meat became an industry, um, you know, before factory farming, we didn't eat that much meat. Mm. Like you only eat meat like when there's a chicken when, when to kill, yeah. right? You would be mainly eat vegetables and mm. carbohydrates. You eat rice or noodles. Because that's the most agriculture came about. Yeah. You grow the potato, you go yeah. to the back and you eat the potato. Yeah, or you eat bread or you eat potatoes. Once a week, you go hunting with your friends, yeah. you shoot a deer. Yep. And then you bring that home, you eat it for like a month or something. Mm. And it was, like a, it was like a special thing, a treat when you would have meat, right? Mm. But now, it's so normal to have meat that you think that it's necessary for you to eat it every meal. Mm. And you eat a surplus of it, and then because of that chain, you just like eat more and more. The key is moderation, like yeah. all things. Not to say that you can't eat meat or you you or you know don't eat too much vegetables. Just mm. eat in moderation. Mm. You do need meat, like for certain like B twelve. Mm. You do need your vegetables. For Dude, the thing about B twelve. Have you heard about the thing with B twelve? What about like B twelve is, you know how you they say that you need to eat um animals to get B twelve, like. B12 comes from the earth. It comes from the soil. And these animals don't even see the soil because they're in farms. They're in, in a factory where it's like a concrete floor. So they are they don't actually are they're not exposed to B12. Mm. The B12 that they have in their bodies are from pills. Mm. They're being fed B12 tablets mm. or injected. And that's how they get their B12. And then the B the, the B12 in their meat is how we get their B12, right? Mm. So you don't actually need to eat the meat to get it because you just have to take like a supplement. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, there's all these different studies and, and schools of thoughts and, and I think like some people who who let's say they eat a vegetarian meal, it makes them feel good and then great. But then there are other people who try it and they feel like super weak. I mean, mm. we all know of a lot of vegans who had to go back to eating meat yeah. because they can't. Mm. So then it's it's moderation. Yes. It's different body types. Correct. 
it's like if like say if I want to eat vegetarian, I'm gonna shrink. I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be a stick. Eh. So maybe that diet won't work for me. Mm. And I eat a lot. If you you know me, I eat a lot, but I never grow. So imagine if I if mm. I take a step down, I'll shrink. Eh. You just have to eat like yeah, a lot. I have to eat yeah. a lot. So so it's just a matter of like different body types, um, um, moderation. Mm. You can eat fucking a bag of chips every day or chocolate sundae, and then that's not that's not gonna that's not to say that. I mean, it's bad, but then there's nothing wrong with eating a chocolate sundae once a week, once a month. You yeah. Know? It's fine. Sugar, mm. we need sugar, otherwise we'll be so depressed. Yeah. Sugar makes us happy, what? Sugar is basically our main source of energy. Yeah. Glucose is what we crave. Not so much protein, mm. but, but sugar. Mm. Sugar is the thing that we need yeah, see, it's all for about energy. Educating us so and yeah. understanding what you need, and, and oh, oh, you need, must eat breakfast. Breakfast is the most important. Says who? <laughs> says the person, says, says fucking Kellogg's. Uh, says like. Oh my god, like, I love Kellogg's. <laughs> So like yeah, it's, then it became like now the school thought it says oh you don't need breakfast you just uh, uh intermittent fasting eat after two you know eat one meal a day yeah see whatever. there's so many of these there's so yeah. many of these so diets or, or what, things what do we listen to you know yeah. then there's another school of thought that says debunking the intermittent fasting yeah so yes you need three maybe even four maybe even five meals a day yeah so then what like, little meals you know that's what they say. So I feel that just do try it. You want to try intermittent fasting? Try it. See how you feel. You want to try eating five meals a day? Try it. Mm. See what works for you. If if eating greens all day makes you feel better, great. If you want to mm. go on a carnivore diet, then eat meat. I don't care. But it see what works for you mm. and 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 believe what you want to believe, lah. You know. Mm. Yeah. So so to to sort of bring this back into like the yogic life, mm. right? Um. For me, after I let go of all of these diets and like, okay, should I try this? Should I try the keto diet? Should I do like intermittent fasting? Should I do like how many, five meals, six meals a day, little meals a day? After I let go of all that and and, like just appreciated what I was eating at the time that I was eating, like being present in the moment, like, okay, like, you know, the the act of chewing, like how it feels in your Mm. mouth and you know, slowly savoring the food, appreciating each bite. Mm. I, You know, it's, it's the same as being mindful in a class just with your physical body when you're doing asanas. With eating, that can also be um, like a meditation. Medi- yeah, it can be mindful eating in that way. So, yeah, it takes a lot of effort to, mm. to put yourself in that, that frame of mind to be mm. mindful to and be you're, present, to be present yeah, when you're because we're always yeah, we're either talking to somebody or like we're distracting ourselves yeah. with something else as, when, yeah. when was the last time any of us tasted our food mm. you know yeah. and I think going like the um, oh I lost my train of thought I oh no to, sorry, sorry. say something uh, you. oh no uh, I was holding on to it oh well I let it go it will come back. Probably wasn't very important. It will fly back into mm. your mind. Why are we talking about food too much? Food and, and diet and I think... Oh, yes. Okay, so a lot of people like get into these diets or, or whatever. Yes, to be healthy, but then you people love saying, oh, I'm vegan. Oh, I'm vegetarian. Oh, I'm keto. Oh, I'm paleo. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. They yeah, love yeah. being yeah, in that little yeah. team. Like, hey, yeah. I'm team paleo. But then, Paleo. <laughs> right? but then if you mm. boil down to what the essence of it is, it's just to eating with a little bit of mindfulness, mm. which is what you talked about. Like, yes, eating with mindfulness. Just put the food in your mouth, taste it. Ah, oh, this is how an egg tastes like. This is how a fucking mm. carrot tastes like. Mm, mm. Yum, yum, yum. And then, and then that's all you need. That All that chicken needs is for you to 
I've died already. Just appreciate my meat. That's all. I, you know, that's all I can ask for. Really, I'm, I'm you know. So give that chicken that honor of like, mm, okay, this chicken tastes hard, maybe rough, tough, soft, juicy, tender, whatever. Mm, acknowledge it. Mm, feel it. Okay, swallow. That's it. Mm. Right. Mm. So simple. So so simple. Like the act of eating has so many ramifications and so many. Mm. That's yoga, man. Yoga is everywhere. Yoga is everywhere, and that's what I love about it. You know, mm. it's not about being able to do this this pose. It's wow, the practice of yoga of, off the mat. Yeah, it's it's what it's how you how you treat yourself. Mm how you treat yourself as a human being, as an individual, and how you are affecting the people around you, how you're affecting your environment around you, the things that you are doing or the choices that you make, you know, are they are they choices that will help your environment or are they choices that will, like, destroy your environment? That's, that's yoga to me. Mm. It's more than just being on your mat and doing a headstand or doing... Of split or doing bird of paradise it's more than that to yes see, yeah, yeah there's that but it's also it's yeah it's like if you can do this if you can be like wow such a great yogi asana practitioner but then you're like a horrible person off the mat then what's the point i feel like the practice like if you look at the practice of yoga purely from the asana point of view you're looking at it in a very simplistic way there's so many levels to this but through the practice of physical, through the physical practice, mm. your body will start to change. Your mind will start to change yeah. in a way where it will lead you to the more spiritual side. And when mm. I say spiritual, I don't mean Om Shanti Shanti, uh, you know, that kind of like <laughs> Shiva Shakti kind of stuff. Aww. But in a spiritual sense of like being able to connect yeah. spiritually to your body, to your mind, to your to yourself, the mm. true self, capital S, right? And then deep down, you start to feel that awareness of yourself. What are you really inclined to do? Mm. Do I really want to... Um, um, buy this thing to impress that person mm. do I really want to you know what is my true self wanting to do yeah am I tied down to my identity of being this hard ass lawyer or being this like cool hippie vegan when really I I kind of just want to live a different kind of life yeah you know hopefully the practice of asana will reveal that to you yeah in that sense through more awareness of the body comes awareness of everything else mm. you put in the food in your mouth like, mm, this tastes nice and once you have that awareness then you have that awareness for everything else mm. that intuition that will guide you yeah mm. the the physical practice is like the, the gateway for mm. for everyone for anyone because once you can control a certain part of your body once you're able to control a finger or a toe mm. the once inside you even know of where your knee. right toe oh, yeah to even pinky, you know? be aware of like this is my right elbow mm. this is my left shoulder this is my right ear mm. to know those things and to like to be able to convey or not convey to to be able to like follow instructions and to know like okay i can control this part you of my body yourself. yeah you yeah and that's such a beautiful thing because we're just not used to moving our body parts mindfully we just mm. do the things that we do every day we sit the way that we sit every day we stand the way that we without sit even knowing. without even yeah. knowing like every day you're in this shape and maybe it's not so good for your posture, mm. you know? Every day you're like slouching or you're looking down or your 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 eyes, you know. The lack of awareness. Yeah. You, you and know. yeah, so that the asana practice is like so essential mm. for anyone to make a change. And it's such an easy thing for anyone to do. Just to sit still. Because mm. I'm so fidgety, right? 
just being being told to sit still, I was like, oh, wow, I can actually sit still. <laughs> like, think about what you just said. So bringing it back to what you resonate with and your style of teaching, you yeah. enjoy the, the style where it's people are guiding you yeah. or leading you even. Mm. And even leading you in a way where it's like, try it, like do this. You know, I wouldn't say forceful, but like, like, no, go deeper, go deeper, you can, you can. Then like, oh, wait, I could all along. I just mm. never knew. Mm. That style is what you resonate with and you try and teach that in your class because you feel that that helps. Yeah. And when you bring that idea off the mat, it applies to many things as well. Where, um, uh, what did we just talk about? About the, um, I keep losing my train of thought. I keep like having all these difference, like when you say something like, ah, is that, then when you say something else, like, huh? It's like yeah. when two of us are like kites like flying around. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. I've mm. lost it. I, yeah. It's okay. Mm. Yeah, but it was something about bringing it back to like how we wanted to teach it the, the way we wanted to teach it because we resonated because yeah. we feel that it helps us in that way. Yeah. And just like how when I teach in that, that whole like do what you want kind of thing, mm. it, it helps me in a way off the mat as well. Yeah, mm. that was my point, but I couldn't remember the detail of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, bringing it back to say, we talked about diet and all that. Yeah. I mean, we stemmed all the way to like the this this thing, but so then, how did you feel, or how did you see yourself after this all this change? How did you look in the mirror and think like, mm, this is mm. I I like who I am now. Mm. You know. Um. Wow. I think it was a really slow transition. I don't think it was immediate. It, it took time to be okay. Just like with yoga practice, you know, how uh, teachers would, would tell would reassure you that even though you can't do this, you can always make a modification. But at the first time you think like, wow, I can't do it, I'm a loser. It takes a I never thought that I would, like, it, I don't know. The teachers never made me feel like I was a loser, that I couldn't mm. do but something. But you, I mean, like, you would feel you would make yourself feel that way sometimes. Like, if, oh, I cannot do it, it means I'm not very good at it. Or uh, yeah, there are some instances where that has happened. Like, you know, you fail so many times that you're just like, why am I even doing mm. this? Like, I keep failing. Like, I keep, uh, every time I, I, I go, I want to try and balance in a pincha. Mm. Like, I can never do it. And it's been years, I still cannot do it. Uh, how many times I want to, like, hold a handstand, I, I cannot do it. Like, and I've been trying handstands since I was, young mm. you know I would like because I started um, in our school it's like mandatory for us to do some gymnastics right mm. so we all had like a little bit of time to, to play around so I always could do like a cartwheel but I could never hold a handstand mm. so I feel like I've been trying since I was a kid and I still cannot do it there are times when I feel like I want to cry. I cannot do like why. You're getting so trying? much better at it. Yeah, but it's like such a slow. It's like it's really a slow, slow super slow, and you just have to like keep practicing and know that even though you are like failing, still you're you're progressing. Mm. Even though you are still not there yet, you will get there. It's about the journey, like it's yeah. about that progress. Mm. So how are we going to bring this back into like what your question was? Um, so I got comfortable with myself because the teachers would make me feel like it's mm. it's okay, you know, you cannot do this, but it's fine. And it translated into like, it's it's okay, like I'm this shape, but that's fine, it's me. Like my, you know, I might not be tall, but 
it's fine. Who mm. cares? I might be this weight, but that's fine. It's, it's okay. My arms are bigger than this girl's legs. So what? I think like, the yeah. I think in yoga. So when you go into a classroom, the way I see it is that like instead of seeing it as well, all these yoga girls are so thin and skinny, mm. I see it in a way where like sometimes I see a let's say a a, a old lady or mm. a or a or a someone that I look at it like mm, I don't think you're very flexible, mm. and then he fucking just slide into a full split mm. or like that 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 old lady kick up into handstand yeah. just, like from from down dot they float up handstand yeah. then, then vinyasa like oh it's your love like yeah. I did not I did not like like I, I, I didn't know like I, I mean like who, who would have thought but the yoga body is just like it's exactly that the, no one can see how the yoga body is like say if you go to a gym oh this guy go to a gym you can see that's the gym body. Mm-hmm. That guy's a swimmer body. That guy's a whatever body. But the yoga body, it will fool you. The fat guy can be flexible. Yep. The, th- the thin guy can be strong. You know, it's all very different. The fat guy can go upside down and do a yeah. handstand. So you handstand cannot, into crew. Yeah, so if like, you know this now, yeah. then you realize that it doesn't matter how heavy yeah. you, you weigh or how, how you look. Mm. Because then that person is still better. Like you look at how many couples that go to class, the girl, tiny, tiny one, Handstand. The boy, strong, strong one. Cannot. With the hand, he down, down, he twan already. So you see, it's not the body type. It's not how strong you are. Yeah. It's whether you have that 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 inner asana, right? Mm. That strength from from within. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you started out doing yoga to lose weight, let's say, mm. you ended up realizing that I was, I'm fine with how I look. Mm. And I'm getting stronger through yoga. So then what's the point of me losing weight? Exactly. I feel beautiful already. Uh, exactly, yeah. So that's how, yeah. Oh, you put it beautifully mm-hmm. here and yeah, that's how, what happened basically. Yeah, so you know, right, when I when I changed my diet to like stop eating meat, I ate a lot of carbs. Mm. Like carbs was the only thing that I ate. And after being becoming vegetarian, I actually put on a lot of weight. And I was still filming a TV show at that time. So once I started putting on so much weight, it made me feel like I was, I just kept like, comparing myself with my other the people around mm. me and then when i started doing yoga then i changed my it changed my perception of of looking at myself it's like okay it's all right that you put on weight it's okay you're still beautiful your body is still beautiful you are enough <laughs> yeah yeah you are enough hey shout out to me and you are enough yeah, yeah. so it made me because my my mindset changed. It changed the, the outlook uh, mm. of my body, and then my body physically started to change because ah. because I started to love my body. Yeah, yeah. because okay, I used okay. to hate my body, so I would always compare it to like, you know, like oh, I put on so much weight because I I stopped eating meat, and now like my my eating choices are not so good, and I just hated like what I was doing to myself. Like, like why did I become vegetarian? Is it a wrong choice? Like. Is it wrong for my body type? Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just go back to like eating meat and eating fiber, just cut out carbs. Yeah, because you know, I was questioning myself so much. I just it was really negative and I felt really low. Like I was just yeah, like a very low energy and a very low point, like depressed almost. And once I started the TT, it gave me that uplifting hope that okay, you know, you're doing fine. It's 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 like one step at a time one one you know move at a time just keep one breath at a time just just do what you're doing and and appreciate your body even though it's changed that's okay acknowledge where you are and then 
move on from there. Mm. Yeah, instead of wallowing in like, um, you know, negativity. That acceptance, huh? Yeah. That acceptance. Because if you feel like you are not whole, yeah. then something is missing. If something is missing, then you can't be happy until you have that thing. Exactly. To, to fill your gap. Mm, mm. But you have to realize, and again, that comes from the awareness of yoga, mm. to realize that you had everything from within, all of Correct. it. Correct, yeah. So once I let go of that, then I let go of the the destination and just appreciated where I was. Yeah, uh, it, it changed it changed my outlook on life. Mm. Mm. That's that's what I love about yoga, is that anybody can do it. Mm. It's like really anybody can mm. do it. Like the simplest of poses, to the most advanced of poses. It doesn't matter what it is you're doing. It's like whether or not you are there, at mm. that point in time where you're doing the pose the yoga will take you there you're just gonna trust it mm. I mean the time, like when you first started you can't tuck your toes and then later you can the, mm. the yoga did it mm. you know can't kick in the handstand one day you can mm. right same thing you can see that progression mm. you cannot sit still now you can sit still can <laughs> right it's been mm. one and a half hours shit has it really I feel like we're just talking rubbish <laughs> You want to wrap it up? Sure. Got any final words? Love yourself. Love mm-hmm. each other. <laughs> Good vibes only. Good vibes only. Mm. So hippy dippy, right? I feel like I will. But it's true, lah. Mm. Right? I mean, it's it's hippy dippy, but it sells and it makes sense. Mm. Have fun with your practice. Have fun with it, and even though you fail ten thousand million times, remember that failure is. Your greatest teacher. Hmm. Hmm. And on that note, let's close it. Okay. How can people reach you? They can call me up, call me maybe. No, I can reach you on Instagram. Actually, hmm. I'm quite active on Instagram. I'll reply you hmm. at Gail Nerva. I'm not really active on anything else. Hmm. Yeah, me neither. Nobody uses Facebook anymore. Yeah, I feel like just, yeah. Yeah, why Facebook, don't people yeah. use Facebook? My mom uses Facebook. Yeah, like that generation. <laughs> uh, that when they just come into Facebook, then they will, yeah. they will understand what Instagram is, but we already moved on to Instagram. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, or like they can just chat with me. Mm. I'll chat with you. At YM, yeah. go find her. Go, go, yeah, go attend a class. Aw, go miss you, Aaron. You're going away soon. I'll be back. <sighs> Alright. Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Okay. Okay. After the podcast was recorded, Gail texted me and she was like, hey, can you... She was asking me like, can you not post the podcast? And I was like, hey, why? Uh, You know, then she was just saying how like she felt a bit insecure. She wasn't sure whether people would enjoy listening to her and, and so on and so on. And I was like, I mean, I, I reassured her, like, I felt that the content, I mean, you heard, you just heard the party. Content was good. I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to her. I felt that she could, like, that conversation, a lot of people could have learned things from that conversation, learned about her, learned about just the stuff that we talked about. Anyway, it got me thinking about how, like, how this platform, like, doing the podcast when you're talking to people and you're being vulnerable to a certain extent uh, when you're under this 
illusion where like, okay, you're just talking to me. You're just talking to one person. You're confiding in me. You're opening up to me. But at the same time, you're not really just opening up to me. You're opening up to all the other people who happen to be listening who weren't in that room at that time. So it seems like you're sharing with one person, but then like you realize that, oh shit, all these other 100,000 people that happen to be listening to it and it can be a very scary thing. Um, and I think that reality of it set in and she that's why she like she messaged me and said, hey, uh, I don't know, can you not post it? Um, you know, maybe uh, like, oh, she didn't think that she sounded very smart or she, she didn't think that she had anything good to say or to share. And I was like, no, I disagree because I enjoyed that conversation. We all heard it. I mean, we just, or we all just heard it. And it it wasn't, it's not like some fucking like super life-changing conversation, but it was just as authentic as she could make it and as I could make it, so I'm happy with that. Um, but I understand how it can be a very scary thing. It's a very, you're putting yourself out there. So thank you, Gail, for reminding us that, you know, things don't have to be perfect. And it all it takes is just, just expressing yourself in the most honest and authentic way that you can and People like you, people might not like you, and that's fine. It's all about acceptance, self-acceptance, and not caring about what other people think, and and just being yourself. I think that's that's the best version of you that you can be at that point. So there's no point in trying to be anybody else to try and impress people or whatever like that, you know what I mean? It's always that little voice in your head that's always very insecure about, whatever that you're doing, like your own, your, your, what's that quote? Your, your own worst critic, right? Yeah. So thank you, Gail, for being brave and, and, and letting me do this with you. Ooh. I think that's it. Um, you got any feedback? You got any questions? You got anything you want to ask any of us? Just message me, message her, message any of my guests in any of the podcasts that you, if you want to have a debate about something with them, Feel free to reach out. I'm sure the this is this is how you have these honest conversations with each other, you know? Um, like, subscribe, share this on your Instagram stories, the huge. And uh, I will see you all you soon. Uh, maybe next week, two weeks time, whenever the next party comes out. Okay. Mm, I think that's it. Outro music has come to an end in three, two, one. Bye bye.